For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Weekly Scramble, a place where we chat about life over See a See you later, Joe. Or two. It's time to belly up to the pod. Yes. With Mike Fratelloni and your host, Chris Reavers. Is Joe saying goodbye to you? Yeah. See ya, Such. How you doing, ladies and gentlemen? It's time for the Weekly Scramble. My name is Chris Reavers. By my side, his name is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. How you doing, Reavers? Do you like the Joe goodbye? I do. He, did, he just yells and then he says, <laughs> are you on the air? And I'm like, yes. yes. And, and I'm like, I would have had to lean forward to hit my microphone off button. Nah. And since I'm not like a radio pro, I went really. I had to like figure out which one was off and all that. Plus stuff. the podcast version, we are much more uh, laid back than the, the radio version. Fly by the seat of our pants, kind of guys. Just because it's more of a laid back atmosphere. Yeah. There's yeah. no clock, you know, nope. like there used to be in radio days. It's just. You just kind of do what you want to do in podcast world. Yeah, it's kind of fun. That's right. That's kind of exciting, isn't it? So speaking of that, uh, I normally you, when you when you do a podcast and you have an advertiser, you kind of wait for a good spot to insert mm-hmm. said ad to mm-hmm. kind of give them some content and then an ad and then some content, which is what sure. we do on the Garage Logic podcast. But I want to get into this because I'm fascinated by what you just did about three minutes ago. So yeah, the, we have the Slush Buster, right? That new uh, product that we sell at Fratelloni is available at Robbins Daily Hardware. It's not one of ours, but it's a Robbins Daily Hardware and yep. online at slushbuster.com. Dot US. Dot US. Yep. And it's a device that you it cleans the wheel wells of your car out. Because it's like a shovel with kind of a flag on the end. And it's not going to damage underneath the wheel well because it's just a, it's a fine, hard plastic. plastic. Yep, yep. So it's kind of like... Not like an ice scraper, yeah. which so is what a lot of people had been using, which is going to damage yeah, underneath you your scratch vehicle. that and it rusts out, and this right. is not going to scratch that. So um, I, you know, someone had asked me, you asked me when we were on the town council, the last couple minutes of the town council, he said, hey, have you sold any of those? I'm like, hold on, let me check. And I went right to my phone, and I could tell you exactly when they got them, what stores have them in stock, who bought them what the name of the person who bought it it was it's really cool yeah i was gonna say so is this something you frequent as a hardware store owner and and, and runner (laughs) you would go nuts if you constantly stared at this mobile manager okay because i know exactly where we are in sales i know what stores are busy what stores aren't and i try not to look at it all day and what's funny is when we're super busy i look at it and when we're not super busy, like I won't look at it at all because oh, I don't want to be depressed. Gotcha. It's like I'm winning if we're busy. It's almost and I like don't ra- look at it. It's almost like ratings and radio. You yeah. just don't want to hear the bad news. You don't want to hear the oh, bad. Oh, we're doing great. I want to hear oh, it. Yeah, more tell of me, it. tell me what place we're in. So yeah, this slush buster. It's finally out to all of our stores. Very cool. Right. So you can go into any one of the Fratellonis and again Robbinsdale Ace and I, I think it's on Amazon too. It is on but Amazon don't, don't, as well. You know, you can go to Amazon, but why? When you can go to a Fratelloni store or that Robbinsdale Ace and just go and ask for it by name, and it's cool. And the inventor Dave. Dave is a GLer, diehard GLer, and a fan of the Weekly Scramble, which is why he said, "Hey, I." He can't I, be that big a fan because he had no idea who I was. <laughs> but then he did listen, and he said, "You guys don't really suck that much." Well, and then John Hyatt, paying rapt attention to my live spot of the Slush Buster on mm-hmm. GL, said, "Hey, what is that thing you were just talking about?" No, <sighs> the Slush Buster. So I had to walk Johnny through it as well, and he says, "Oh, I I need one of those." And yeah. then I said, "Well, Mike's here. Go to Mike's store. He has one." 
Two three minutes away. from yeah. from his house. I said, go over there and get one. So anyway, no, but what Johnny that's meant, so cool. what Johnny meant is, I need one of those Reavers. Right. Call Dave and have him drop off a sample for me. <laughs> and I said, I need no, one of those. you get your cheap ass over to Fratelloni's and, and, buy and go buy one, yep. Johnny Height. There so, you go. Anywho. Uh, but yeah, it's the weekly scramble. So here we are. That's Mike. I'm Reavers. And so much to get to. And so little time. Can I tell you one story? Please. Okay, so it's a really quick story, but I was at no. the Gopher game. Yeah. I was an invited guest of the Hubbard Broadcasting mm. to the Gophers game, which was super cool. Bernie, you know Bernie, yep. took me out there. It was great. Yep. I met some really nice people. And there was a couple from Rebath. Are they advertisers? Rebath? Uh, I don't know. Not with GL. Okay, it's, it sounds familiar. You know what? It's a bathroom. I know exactly who they okay, are. Okay, so yep. super nice couple. And yep. I, I think they're, I can't remember the names, but super nice couple. And the woman says, were you from the beer show? And I said, 100%. No way. Yes. And she goes, my mom, and she's like this good-looking younger gal, says, my mom loves the beer show. And I was like, huh, great, thanks, right? <laughs> and my wife looks at me like, ha, ha, right? You know, you don't get this young gal loving it. You right. get the mom. And then I was like, oh, well, does she love the weekly, weekly scramble? And you know what she said? I don't even know how to get a podcast. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Give me your phone. Give me your phone, right? right Tell right, your mom. Right. And then I said I'd, I'd make a shout out to the mom, but then I've totally forgotten the woman's name and the mom's name. So okay. shout out to those two people. And mom, if you're listening, thanks for listening. So to the mother of the daughter representing Rebath at the Gopher yes. Games, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Although you have no idea we're in podcast form, so you probably haven't figured it out yet. You're still dialing into Score North somewhere, wondering where we're at. Right. Oh, that's that's mm. that's very, very funny. Oh, I can see how that drives Joe nuts, though, when people say, oh, you're a podcast now? Right. I say, yeah, like with two million listeners a month podcast. So I do know that Rebath, I believe they do a lot of television advertising, if I'm not mistaken. I don't yeah. know how much, re- and they might be buying radio, too, I, that, that I'm not aware and, of. And, you know, maybe anyway. they're chaos because um, Crisco. Sure. He was there. Oh, yeah. Okay. And do you know him very well? Oh, yeah. Oh, I knew Crisco when he was in high school. That's oh, how did long, you? Okay, that's how long back Crisco. Crisco, and I go. first of all, super cool. Yeah, Crisco's super good, good guy. Good dude. Knows a ton about sports. Yes, I mean, he reminded me of you. Just a super depth of knowledge. Like, yeah. oh, I remember when that guy went to Minneapolis North. I'm like, oh my god, I don't remember any of that. Why do you remember this? And we had talked because he went to Brown. Did yep. you? You never went. I, to Brown. Did, I did not. Nope. And you know, I said like, when you were at Brown, did they ever say to you like? One person in this graduating class might work in this market. <laughs> All the rest of you, and he goes, that's exactly what they said. He mm-hmm. said, everybody he goes, don't plan on staying in this market. You're going to go to Alaska, Sheboygan. Matamidi Falls, Wisconsin. You know, I mean, just all these small places before he goes, but he got this. Did he did he work with you? So I was going to go okay, there. Tell, but, yeah, he, he, I think he worked with you for a while as an intern yeah. for like eight years or so, something. Well, I, I might as long as we've, we've gone down that road, I'll, I'll share quickly. So I was working for Cities 97. I was the morning show producer there. Mm-hmm. And back then, and so I, I have, Crisco and I both have very unusual stories in that you know, I had, I guess, I guess I did work out of this market in Mankato, but it was for about six minutes. Okay. You know, it wasn't very long. And I thought, well, this is. Blah, blah. So anyway, I had applied for an internship here in the Twin Cities and 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 got it and was very thankful. Um, and so anyway, I, I was doing the, the morning show or I was the producer of the morning show and we had shared space with KDWB mm-hmm. uh, in what was Butler Square, which is just across the street from Target Center. And. Uh, Dave Ryan had hired Crisco as an intern, and that's how I, you know, and when back in those days, you kind of shared the interns because okay. if you needed help with something, there was there was get, yeah. always someone there to help you out, which sure. was great. And 
Crisco and I would BS about sports because yeah. that's just what kind of how we bonded. Um, and that was like I, I said, totally I think, see that. I think he was still in high school when he first started working because this was this was at least twenty years ago. Yeah, he said right <clears throat> around two thousand. Yeah, right around two thousand. Yeah, right? two thousand, two thousand one, somewhere, somewhere in there. Yeah, it's a like great that. story. And then he he said like he worked for that other company for like eight years. Yep, and finally got past intern pay on his ninth year like and he was dead serious about it he's like I, I he was making that. like what an intern makes more than free more than nothing but he's like it was like minimum wage until my eighth year i was well, like what see then people think that you know well yeah, that's so great yeah, but you really and i'm in world's smallest violin i get mm. that because there's people out there that have real jobs but in order to get to a spot in this business, you really do have to work a long time making nothing. Nothing, yeah. And I remember having the conversation with my now wife, then girlfriend at the time, where she looked at me and said, are you at some point going to make money doing this? Because you know we're living in a one-bedroom apartment in Hopkins or Minnetonka. It's on that board. You know where the scoreboard yeah. restaurant is? Yeah, yeah. Right you didn't off. say none of your business. Well, no, because <laughs> no, at that kidding. time, you know, yeah. we had we had moved in together. Yeah, you wanted to have a house. This you wanted the, to have babies. This is the first time yeah. that she and I had, had moved in together. Mm. And up until then, it didn't really matter because, you know, for instance, I had an apartment with three friends of mine. Sure. Well, this was the first time, okay, we're, we're moving in together. Let's see if, if this is going like, to work. Are Let's, you going to make rent? Yeah. yeah. And then it became, are you going to do this forever and not yeah. make squat? And, yeah. you know, you have to work other jobs to yeah. kind of make ends meet and yeah. whatnot. But, yeah, it's it's... In the early stages, it's not glamorous. Trust no, me. No, even at even when you're on like the number one Minnesota podcast, it's not that easy, <laughs> right? I mean, I mean, it's just not that easy. Hence, uh, rookie working at the airport and right, um, all those fun things. So anyway, so the, yeah, at the airport, but but that 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 instructor and what you had said earlier is 100 percent correct. Yeah. Where you might go to a, a place like Brown to get your degree, but that's going to lead you to a place in. You know, Anchorage, Alaska, yep. or or yeah. you know, in most cases, it's a smaller town in like let's say Wyoming, sure, or or whatever. Because I have a lot, I know a lot of people that have done that route. But I'm I'm a rare case in that I started to intern in this market and really never had to go anywhere else. Left. That's lucky, very right? very very lucky. So yes. you and Crisco success stories. Yeah, I'll right? say, yeah. um, nice guy. So. I have an email that's directed at you. Oh, no. From Paul. No, no, no. Okay, this is good. good but I, but <laughs> Did I, you hear how I instantly panicked? <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the club. Mm-hmm. So Paul had emailed, I believe this was after the show last week. In fact, yeah, because he sent this email on Monday because we had done the show Friday. last Friday. Yeah. Uh, subject line, Turkey. We had talked about Turkey. Thanksgiving is mm-hmm. next week. And I had never heard this, and I'm curious if you have. Uh, hey, guys, listening to the Weekly Scramble. My son smoked a turkey on his grill last year, thanks to Fratelloni's, and it was wonderful. However, my favorite way is the trash can turkey. I'm wondering if this is something Fratelloni's Hardware could advertise. I'm unfamiliar, and I'm wondering if you are. Hmm. Look it up on YouTube. You are charcoal grilling a turkey by creating an oven with the trash can. Okay. Have you heard of this before? Um, n- Like 55-gallon drum uh, so I'm wondering if that's what he's referring but yeah, to. Yeah, okay, but I don't know. Okay, keep going. So he says, Our scout troop used to do a turkey dinner in November on a campout. All the parents would come. It was a great time. Historically, we deep fried, but when I found the trash can turkey on YouTube, we tried it once the first year, then two the tried. Excuse me, we tried one on the first year, then two the second, and three the rest of the time because okay. it's fantastic. He says, "What does it do? Did it describe what a trash can turkey is?" Well, I could pull up YouTube. I honestly, okay. can I I'll, can, I'll I, can I let you in? Yeah, I assumed you knew what it was. Well, because I, I, you really know a lot of this. They kind make fifty five gallon drum. Like grills, okay. grills that look like a 55-gallon drum. Which so is would be, this similar to the big green egg? 
No, it's a, it's a smoker slash grill. I'll have to look that up. Okay. More to come on that. Because I, I don't know. Stay tuned to next Stay, week's yes. episode. Okay. I'll do some deep investigation, deep Googling, or Ask Jeeves. Okay. Or Doug, what's the other one besides? I'm trying to not use Google anymore. Why? Because it's too helpful? No, because they have a little too much power. Because they learn about you. They Well, trust me, they know everything <laughs> about me already. But I think, um, I think I just need to not have them have as much power. Oh. And there's that what what is it called the duck one? What's the um the duck one? There's the duck, duck where you go on oh, and duck, you duck, can, duck, go. duck duck go. Duck duck go where no one knows what you're looking at, right? It doesn't like you don't say the word trash can turkey and then it turn to your cell your phone mind. and all of a sudden yes. trash can turkeys are on sale for $149. That stuff creeps me out. Right? Because I say some weird stuff, and then weird stuff comes up in my feed, and my wife looks at me and says, were you searching for edible underwear? And I'm like, I don't think I was. What I, I, I agree with you. What really, really freaks me out mm-hmm. is when, for instance, let's say I'm here at work, and Kenny says something, or Joe says something, and I, hey, look that up, will ya? Mm-hmm. And so I'll look it up on my work computer. Okay. And then I'll get home, and of course, the first thing I do is when I'm trying to avoid my kids and my wife, I look at MLB trade rumors yeah, yeah. to see what the hot. And all of a sudden, an ad for whatever I looked at on, at work shows up on my phone. That's freaky. Yeah, because it's yeah. a completely separate device that is not connected to my work computer at all. So we don't do this at Fratelloni's, but there's something called geocoding and geomarketing, right? Okay. So if another person goes into my competitor with their cell phone and their cell phone has their location services on, Google will sell me that fact that says, oh, that person shops at a competitor. Would you like to send them a message? And I can just... It, while they're in the other competitor, I have a friend wow. who he works for a company that on displays in grocery stores, it tracks the phone and will send you a coupon to your phone for that display in the grocery store. I'm like, no, thanks. I don't want that happening to me. I don't want the display to say, oh, Mike's within eight feet of me. Let me send him a quick coupon for Double Stuff Oreos, although I really like Double Stuff Oreos. Maybe I do want the I, coupon for And it. that's the kind of thing I don't get because I have a friend who is in a group locator or whatever with, yeah. let, let's say, eight buddies of his, like mm-hmm. really good friends, sure. so that when he's, quote-unquote, in town, he says, oh, hey, uh, Kyle's also in town. Yep. I'll text Kyle to see if he wants to go have a beer. To which I say, that's weird. My ever, you know but what Snapchat this is, the, is the, right? The, yeah, but this is that, that younger-than-30-year-old crowd that doesn't think that that's weird at all. Oh, I, I know where I am, uh, where all my family is all the time. I know where they all are. Really? We're on, all on Snap Maps. So I just turn it on. I get the location of where they are, exactly where what friends they're at, where Why? they know where I'm at. What I what it's funny is I never look at mine, ever look at that mine. And my my full wife will say things like, "Did you just go to MGM Liquor?" Like, uh, yeah. Like how? How did I was in there for two minutes buying a bottle of champagne? Like, well, how did you possibly know that? Like, how are you tracking me? Where do you think I'm going during the day? I don't do anything. Like, I mean, literally nothing, right? I go to work, I go to here, I go to a kid's conference, right. volleyball at home. That's it. Right. And she's tracking me in a loving way. Of course. But my kids, you should see when they turn on their Snap Maps, they'll have the 700 kids that they're friends with in school. Like, oh, you see just, and what the best part is, is we're on, when we're in vacation someplace for like spring break, like the world goes down to Florida from Catholic schools sure. in Minnesota. Sure. She'll have 75 friends down in Florida at the same time. She's like, oh, that person's in Bonita. That person's in, it's unbelievable. It's, it's really kind of cool. Is it? 
Uh, I mean, for kids, I think. See, right? I, I also think that that has a tad bit to do with the the lack of social development mm-hmm. and why I know I'm I know everyone has said this and every and every parent has caved. I am going to fight tooth and nail for my kids to have cell phones for as long as humanly possible, yeah. and it's it has nothing to do with. I'm afraid of what they're going to explore. Sure. I, I don't care about that. Well, you should. But yeah. but it's more. it has more to do with I want them to develop social skills more than anything because that can help them far more than, than the, the advancement of technology is going to be able to help yeah, them in real life. Yeah, but okay, let me give you – let me play devil's advocate. Why not? You're no longer the coach of your kid's basketball team, right, because you didn't want to do basketball. You already We start football. basketball tonight, okay. and I'm not the coach. And you're not the coach. Super excited. So you drop him off because you have to run someplace. He falls, sprains his ankle. He wants to call you, and he doesn't have a cell phone. Sure. And it just becomes, oh, practice was canceled early today because it was cold, and you, you don't have to worry about them, right? It's that – Connectivity that you lose by not having it—it's okay. a big deal. Actually, you'll, you'll see. Once they, they get a little start older. driving, is when I'll probably that—that that will be the time. They'll—they'll they'll need cell phones way before that. I know they Your will. Your oldest one's probably a little late to the cell phone game. My old—well, my oldest already has two friends that have a cell phone. Yeah, he's ten, right? He's eleven. He's eleven. Yeah, he's too old. He needs a cell phone. No, he does not. How is he going to love? Look up naked girls online. Well, and that's why my wife and I argue about this, but not not even argue is the wrong word. We discuss because she would desperately like to get home internet. And I say no, because I, we have hotspots on our phone. Okay. So if hold we, on, hold on. Okay. Keep going because I got to hear this story. So we have, we have, we have argued about this because there are some cases where she can do some of her work from home. And mm-hmm. I say, well, just use your hotspot. Yeah. I, we, 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 I, bought this phone plan because sure. it has hotspot. That way then if my son needs to do something on his uh, Chromebook for school, okay. I get to monitor what he's what he's doing on his on his computer. So are you the last person in America who doesn't have home Wi-Fi? I haven't had home internet in boy. Ever? No, I, we before we got married, we had it, and then w- once we got cell phones, I said, "Well, what do I need home internet for?" What don't you use your computer at home, and then you don't yeah. want a hotspot? Yeah, I use a hotspot. Is that fast enough? Oh God, yes. Can you stream off of absolutely? Your... Huh? Yeah, it's yeah. actually a really big money saver, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, like because my uh, internet is a couple hundred bucks a month. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So with this, it just comes with my phone plan. Boy, now I sound like I'm doing an ad for T-Mobile all of a sudden. You know what you need to do? What? You know when you'll get it. When all of a sudden Comcast does starts advertising on the weekly scramble, you'll say, "Oh, it's hey, the greatest thing uh, ever." Could I go ahead and get free Wi-Fi? It's not a you bad deal. Know See, me I know. Too yeah, well. he's, I, I definitely know your love for your what's the water company called? Oh, Hofferman Water. Hofferman Water. You're like, well, this is the best water. Sometimes I shower and just let it run into my mouth and go down my chest. Here's the the difference, though. I I was a customer of them before yes, I even started you doing their ads. It, yes. Didn't you have like? It installed in your one house, and then you sold your house, and you're like, "I'm pulling that out." Well, like, I, I was going take to, that. Yeah. but then I got in touch, and they said, "Hey, d- d- we'll d- just put in another. We one. can get you a new yeah. one." Yeah, because it honestly, when I sold my house, one of the selling, selling points yeah. was, oh, "We want that." Yep. I said, oh, all right, yeah, fine. it does make a huge difference. I had never had that oh, it's before, so great. and the new house that we have has so it. So great. I'm like, huh. The only thing I don't like is sometimes when I wash my hair. Not sometimes when I wash my hair. When I wash my hair. It, it's the water gets so soft. It doesn't feel like you wash it all out. And I'm not used to that because I'm used to like St. Paul water that just is kind of hard. Right. Right. And now that I'm on like some other city water with the softener on there, I'm like, huh, 
It's a totally it different a thing. Difference. You do feel way cleaner, though. So this one is what we're going to do is a rip and read email okay, because read. Uh, it's directed at you, mm-hmm. but I know the emailer, so I know it's going to be good. Nice. Or at least I'm going to trust okay. that it's going to be good. Got it. Bert, so this email better not stink. Mike's story. This is from the beginning of the month. Mm-hmm. Hey, Reeves. Mike's story about booting the teenage bleep weasel who was helping mm-hmm. himself to the fridge reminded me of something. This is after I was done applauding Mr. Fratelloni, which I also Thank did, by you. the way. Uh, my eldest daughter was waiting for a date to pick her up. Pause. This might resonate with you because you do have daughters, mm-hmm. and I'm already going to say I haven't read any further in this email. I'm already thankful I have two sons. Yeah, okay. and I'll tell you some stories after As this. I was. Yeah. Uh, my eldest daughter was waiting for a date to pick her up. This was not the first real car date but it was at the beginning of that emotional rocket sled ride. Mm-hmm. Any hoodles, she was getting ready and the chap pulled up. I happened to see this. I was about to announce his imminent appearance when it happened. Can you guess? Can I guess? Yes. He put a cigarette out in the yard. Nope. Okay. I thought you'd, when I read what was coming up next, I thought you'd nail it. Um, his, he honked. Bingo. Bingo. There you go. Yep. He honked. This will not stand. Oh, no. I says to myself and headed for the door, daughter must have quickly figured out what was taking place and yelled, no, dad, he doesn't know that rule. (laughs) Oh, I love, Bert, I I knew you wouldn't disappoint. I love this email so much. Good for him. I went out and gave the young lad a quick tutorial on gentlemanly behavior. Quote, if you wish to date my daughter and want to be welcome here, you will come to the door. You will ring the bell. You will greet the clan, meaning mm-hmm. the family. Bonus points if bringing something for the missus. Now I'll go back in the house and we'll start again. Oh, oh my God. Bert, you imagine I that kid? absolutely freaking love yeah. this. And, and, you know, good for him for doing it. Here's the best part. He did, as he was told, perhaps a little wide-eyed and daughter was... Of course, mortified, mm-hmm. but it all worked out. Some of these fellows need instruction. Yeah, Bert, you are now going to consume the rest of the show because yeah. I have so many thoughts, but the floor is yours. That, you know, Fred that Lane. is really impressive. You do have to teach young kids how to do this right. Oh, my God. Because they might not have uh, a good guy in their household. My uh, oldest daughter dates this kid who is just the kid's a stud. The kid's a nice kid, okay. super polite. Uh Comes rolling up in some great convertible. I'm like, who is this kid, right? right? Always drives. I have kind of a long driveway. Drives my driveway a little fast. Do you, right? go, do you want to hang out? Yeah. I mean, he's a, <laughs> and then the, the the best part is, is I don't expect the kid to come in and say, hello, Mr. Fredaloni. Sure. I don't expect him to do that. Right. But he comes in with my oldest daughter and they sit to chat. Wow. Right. They Like they, they chat. And I'm like, okay, let, let, let's wind this up. I, I don't need to. You know, We're good we, here. We don't need to chat. Thank you for coming in and saying hello. I'm watching, uh, you know, some Spice Girls documentary. I don't want to. <laughs> I mean, I like, thank you, but you've done your one minute of service. We don't need to chat about something else. But the other day, I mean, they're watching football. And and I, I have like this this kind of weird TV set up. So I kind of had to turn around to look at this kid as he's talking to me. Super kid. I mean, bright, handsome, sure. nice, nice kid. But football game's on, right? And I'm trying to pay attention to him. And I, I turn to my wife and I'm like, like I do the hand across the neck, like, let's cut this off. Like, how do we cut this off? Because you don't need to talk to me anymore. Right. And then um, I go downstairs and we have this big sectional couch, right? Mm-hmm. And I said to my wife, the rules are he, he can come over, but feet on the ground, right? No blankets, 
feet on the ground, right? There's Good no rolling. no pushing the cushions together to make like a mock couch bed, right? We're not doing that, right? right? So I get down there, sure Ooh. enough. Ooh. And I said, oh, I just give the old, that ain't going to happen. I know you must have forgotten the rule. Not the, the boy didn't, right? He, he may was, or may this not. This was directed at your the daughter. The daughter, like, yep. oh, I, you know, we're going to. And and my daughter's like, oh, my dad, my God, how, come on. We're not doing anything. I'm like, it, stop. Not your house. Stop. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Not your house. And then it's there, there, right when you get to the base of the stairs, right when you get to the base of the stairs, you see that couch, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a, they are riding the rails of being busted at any second because you can walk down those stairs. They'd never hear you walking down the stairs right. and boom, you're in the room, yep, right? Yep. And you're facing them. It's not like they could do anything. So I do this all like, I yell their names when I walk by. I'm like, Herbert. I yell that down. What? 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 You know, I hear them. So, oh, nothing. You know, I just do that all the time. <laughs> Status check. All the time. And, you know, and then I send my wife down there because I'm like, I'm not going to go down there and bust because I don't want to be the guy who just loses his mind and says, oh. And I mean, in all fairness, I was that kid, right? I oh, was yeah, the kid. Like, sure. we should push these, push these couches together. Like, but that's you see why, I had butterfly pants on? But that's why you are anti because this is now your daughter. Yeah. And, and I have this weird thing. Like, I want my daughters to have like kind of a normal high school thing, right? And that includes having a boyfriend. Sure. Right? And but not, you know, when I say that, you know, I want it to be a really conservative thing, but I don't mind them having a boyfriend. I don't mind them watching a movie on the couch. I don't mind them doing that stuff, but they have to know that I'm going to pop down in the basement and say, right. "What up? Who wants an ice cream cone?" you know, and just and and never let them sit with their feet up on the couch. So, back to Bert's email. Yes. Here's why I love, 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 love what he did, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you why. The daughter doesn't know it right now, but he did her such a tremendous service in so many ways. And I know you can relate having daughters once again. Because, see, she would have seen what he did. Oh, he, I got to get going. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. no. You don't have to go anywhere. Guys, that's not a way, that's not the way a guy is supposed to talk to you or treat you. That, 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 that's, and if and if that's the behavior now, I got news for you, hon. Yeah, it's yeah. going to progressively get mm-hmm. worse as time moves on. Mm-hmm. She doesn't realize it right now, but he did her such a service by con- not confronting, but saying, "Hey, um, mm-hmm. we don't do that here. I love yeah. that. We know that that's not the way things work here. So let's start over. Didn't yell, didn't scream, didn't fight, didn't become confrontational, but just said, "We're going to start over." Mm-hmm. And this is how. And guess what? Guess what that kid is going to do from now on? He upgraded himself. He said, oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh I, I, as you mentioned yeah. earlier, he probably just didn't have that proper guidance. Mm-hmm. Because I can tell you right now, if that was my son that did that, I would drive to that house, yep, yep. Apologize. drag his yep, ass out yep, of there yep. and say, are you kidding me? Yep. That's You were not raised that way. And what? and again, I see it all, all the time in just smaller instances with, with kids that either my sons are playing sports with or interacting with, and I'll say, "Hey, uh, uh, no, we're not, we're not doing that." And it's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, wait, I, I, I can't act like that." No, yeah. I, I don't care how you behave at your house. Mm-hmm. That's not my problem. But when you're here, at either at my house or we're in a social gathering together, you're also a rep- representation of me. Did you, when you were coaching, did you have that kid? Yes. Where like yes, that kid's trouble. Yes. Like just oh yeah. And the thing is, uh, how should I say this? When you're dealing with, especially with sport, with sports that have you know so many kids, it's not even necessarily that. And I had to learn this because to me, I'm always annoyed by other people's kids mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> because yeah. that's just how I am. Yeah. 
But when you're kind of more actively involved in something like coaching, you almost say to yourself, man, you know what? I'm probably the only positive. Not, not, no, I don't want to say it that way either. But it's like, oh, he probably just doesn't have the the wherewithal to realize, mm-hmm. oh, I shouldn't be behaving like this. Or or maybe something happened at school and it's that that's why it's affecting his mood to this in this regard or what it does if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. You know, my my sister was an educator for years. She was a principal for years sure. and she's she had something called the Kerplunk moment, right? So remember that gay perplunk per with oh, those yeah, little sticks sure. and the marbles? And she said a, a lot of times some of the teachers would like it right in the first hour, they would pull little Johnny down to the principal's office and oh, said, sure. yep, can you, yep. he just told me to shut the H up or whatever, right? right? right. Yep. And she'd sit the kid down and said, okay, how was your morning? Tell me about your morning. And the kid would be like, well, I had to wake up at five o'clock to get my four-year-old sister ready to go to school and I had to make her breakfast. And you know, these were little elementary kids doing this, right? Yep. And and then the I, the bus was late and my mom screamed at me and all this stuff. So it's building up to this kerplunk moment. Sure. The teacher says... Timmy, you forgot your book at home. Next time you forget the... And the kid says, shut the hell... Like, hey, I've been working for two hours getting my four-year-old sister... You know, you don't know when their thing is. <laughs> right. So you have to give kids a little bit of a chance. But I do think that there's more to, um, you know, coaches and parents, other kids' parents. Um, you know, I, I, I do laugh being in charge of a lot of other kids, uh, other parents' kids at the stores for years and years. Oh, sure. I do remember this one kid who was... He was a sweet kid. And a nice kid. And at some point in time, I said, I'm so sorry. Your, your parents did you a huge disservice because they made you believe what you have to say has the same validity as what an adult has to say. And it doesn't. Because the kid would, I would say, okay, you get to mop the floor today. And he's like, um, well, I think we should first like take down this thing to I'm like, nope. Nope, like, go get the mop, put some water in there. Well, I think if we were to put some acid in this, like, nope, nope. Like, and, and I, I was like, okay, every time right. you add what you think, and nobody cares, kid. You're 16 years old. We figured out mopping, right? You're not going to reinvent the mopping. If you came to me with uh, 30 years as a, a maintenance engineer and said, oh, by the way, Mike, if you put a cup of this in there, it does. Uh, then I'd take your opinion, right? Mm-hmm. But as a 16-year-old kid who's probably never held a mop, it doesn't matter. And the kid looked at me like I had just insulted his moral and dignity in, in dignity for his life, and there'll be a curse on me forever. I'm like, settle down. You're just you. You obviously are a, a, a only child because your parents pay attention to you. So I can't believe I'm about to share this story, mm-hmm. but now it's 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 reminding me. And I wasn't going to share this, but it, it's it's down this road of I told you so kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Mm-hmm. So um, I am not a cat person. But you have cats. But I have cats. Okay. Because my wife is a cat person, mm. and therefore my two sons are cat people. Okay. And that's fine. Yeah. I don't care. I, I, don't mind that I'm allergic. Yeah. That's, don't, that's, that's, don't, fine. Don't that's fine. That's don't fine. mind that I have to carry my uh, inhaler with me right. at all times. Don't, don't worry about Literally that. Literally in your hand right now. Do yep. not worry about that, yep. babe. If, it, if, it, if the cat makes you happy... Mm. Then I'm happy. Yeah, the cats. And if the second cat makes you yeah, even okay. happier, then I'm happy. Oh, and <laughs> the third cat that you went and got... Uh, when I was out of town, it makes me even happier. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We okay. have three. Okay. So, anywho, um, we have one cat, and he's a Siamese cat, mm-hmm. and his name is Benji. Okay. Who I have nicknamed Dum Dum. Okay. Do you know what it's like owning a Siamese cat, Mike? No. Okay. And some people find this charming. <laughs> okay. Others can find it annoying. You see, a Siamese cat is a very vocal cat. Oh. Okay. As in... 
well, it's time for me to do this now. I need mm-hmm. to let them know. I'm going to scream at you. That until... it's, I'm just going to mm-hmm. incessantly make noise mm-hmm. until I'm either fed, I'm let out, whatever. Mm-hmm. And Benji likes to go and explore with our, you know, we moved to a new house back in January and there's a little pond area in the back of our house that has critters. Sure. And so Benji, whether it's uh, the birds that go to the mm-hmm. bird feeder or in the summer, he likes to go capture the frogs or whatever. Okay. But that's like his thing. Sure. Well, the dumbass doesn't realize that the frogs are dead now because yeah. it's wintertime and pretty much all the birds are gone. Yeah. But there's a yeah. few, but he still thinks that it's time for him to go outside. And for the, let's see, 10 months we've lived in this house, I have said, you know, hon, you keep letting them outside, something bad might happen. Yeah, I mean, As we, in, we live like where other things bigger than him could. Yeah. And that's exactly where I was going. Yeah. You know, I've seen, you know, fox here and there, yeah, yeah, coyote. Yeah. We're, we're in, we basically live in the country. Yeah. And I've said, well, and there's a lot of cars that drive, you know. Yeah. I, and the thing is... <clears throat> I don't care if he's gone. Well, you don't want to lose him. I don't. Yeah. But, but what I, my point is, but I know what I will have to deal with. Sure. Meaning her being emotional mm-hmm. and my kids being emotional. And I don't want to have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. So I've just said, hey, let's not, let's, let's not leave him outside for... So Sunday, we watch the Vikings. Big victorious win over the Buffalo Bills. And of course, it's the one Viking-Bills game in the last decade I chose not to attend. Yeah. And it happened to be the one of the Best greatest ever, regular yeah. season games in history. And so we then transitioned, had the Packer game on, and I'm starting to do dinner stuff and whatever. And and uh, no, I'm sorry, I was downstairs working on the elliptical. This is a humble brag. I was mm-hmm. on the elliptical machine. And uh, she says, hey, when you're done, will you let Benji in? Because we have a sliding glass door in our mm-hmm. basement. I said, oh, sure, okay. Well, the two there was two of them out there, and one came in right away. And I said, well, where is he? Oh, he's He's back there. I went, no, no, he's not. Yeah. He, he, he's not back here. And then I immediately went, oh, crap. Oh, no. And so I said, and I didn't say anything, didn't mm-hmm. say a word. Because usually when you crack the door open, does it usually oh, easy right there? And I'll just say, Benji, and he okay, runs he right in. Running. Okay. And so I went, uh oh. So that was the first, like, uh oh moment. Yeah, so yeah. I, I went upstairs. I didn't say anything because then my my oldest son is, is aware of, like, he goes, what's wrong, Dad? I go, nothing, nothing. Yeah. I'm just going to I gotta run outside and get something. So yeah, I put, now it's dark out, right? And it's dark out. So I put my, my my winter coat on, my hat, and I went out back with my cell phone flashlight, and mm-hmm. I'm looking for him. And the the part of the pond, is a, it's not very big, but it had started to freeze over. Okay. And I'm thinking, oh, did he fall in? That little effort fell in, and now he's froze at the yeah. bottom of this thing. Yeah. And this is at probably 5, between 5 and 5.30. 6.30, 7.30, my entire house is filled with people bawling. Oh, you're kidding. And I'm thinking, and I, I couldn't do that. I told yeah. you so. Yeah. I, yeah. But I, and I can't do yeah, that. It's a cat outside. I can't yep. do that, yep. right? So uh, we start doing the dinner. Everybody's got to get ready for bed. I know we might. I know our yep. cat's dead, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> Finally, uh, she comes back downstairs. She said, hey, he's really upset. Let's just let him stay up. I said, that's fine. We had the football mm-hmm. game, whatever. I said, all right, that's fine, whatever. And so she had posted something on Facebook, like the Facebook neighborhood okay. whatever deal. And also she goes, oh, my God. And I said, what? And apparently some neighbor three blocks away, he had wandered and, and, and went to the house. And I, and I went, wait a minute, let me, let me, let me see. Yeah. And she goes, oh, I got a message from – I said, yeah. Some creep, uh, yeah. seeing Jess's Come profile. Come on over, going, yeah. yeah. it's in my yeah. basement. Yeah. 
And I go, well, I'm going with you. Mm. And so anyway, he was there. Everything was great. And, and literally the people that found him could not possibly have been nicer. That's nice. They were they were unbelievable to the point where they wouldn't. I offered to give him money because yeah. they had they had and they said no, no, absolutely not. So anyway, but I'm sitting there. There's a point to this long rambling story. Trust me. But I was in that spot where I'm kind of looking, going, mm, yeah. Mm, but I couldn't uh, say poo. No, yeah. And I I, I thought. Say I told you so because mm-hmm. I freaking told you yeah. so. Well, what was Cat doing? That's a long way away. Well, he probably just got lost because it was dark out okay. and he couldn't find his way back. But here's the worst part. So we get in the car, we come back home. Oh, everyone's happy now. It's just so great. And then she says to my son, she says, "You know what we should do? We probably shouldn't let him outside anymore." <laughs> and I turned and I said, I, "You mean what I have been saying for ten months?" But again, yeah, yeah. I, I, I I can't win. So, it's a, well, anyway. it's her idea. I mean, obviously, right? She was the one to think about. You know, l- listeners, if you're still with us, I, I apologize for wasting your time with that story. Well, no, it, it's a good story. <laughs> I, I feel like um, the last thing you want to do is have it go out and then come back mangled to the door where it's like like missing a leg, and you're like, oh crap. That's, that's why yeah. I went out first by myself. Yeah, because I was your convinced. Your kids would have lost their minds. Was, your wife would have lost her mind. Well, I was convinced I was mm. going to find him either frozen. Ripped in half. Or ripped yeah. in half, yeah, or yeah. whatever. And that seriously, that's why I said, ah, mm. I'm just going to go get something out of my car. But then, of course, he sees me in the backyard with my flashlight on, in, mm. the, in the as we call it, the woods. It's yeah, not woods. Yeah. It's just, anyway... And so I figured, well, if I'm going to find him, I better grab him and wrap him in a plastic bag and throw him in the compost yeah, bin. Yeah. I'm kidding. I wouldn't That's have done that. That's what you got to do. But uh-huh. I, but I, because I said, if they find him, they're going to be tormented for the rest of their life. Oh. I can't let that happen. We were at my buddy uh, Jason and Sarah's house, and all of a sudden we hear out on the street this, like, oh. a, and sure enough, their cat gets run over by a car. The car drives away. And the cat's not quite dead. I'm like, oh, no. And I turned to Jason and I said, hey, I'll take care of this, right? You don't have to. And he's like, are you kidding? Jason's like a hunter. Like he, He's like, I got this. I got it from Right, here. I got it. So he takes care of it in the most brutal, horrific looking thing. Thank right. God he didn't make me do it. Right. And then I'm standing there with Sarah and then the church bells start ringing. And I said, come on, the bell tolls for thee, right? For whom the bells toll. I, right. And she looks at me and she goes. Shut up! You know, like, and I was like, uh, you know, I'm laughing not at the dead cat, but I'm like, what perfect timing! Like the bells are just ringing for this poor cat. All right, and I know, I know, uh, we're crunched for time here, but uh, in the closing minutes, mm-hmm. I want you, my business guy, Mike Fratelloni, to thoroughly break down the demise of FTX. Man, it is, it is shocking, right? I mean, if you can, heard, I ask a question yes, because yeah, I know yeah, you know yeah, way yeah. more about I've this. I've been really following it now. Should this guy be in prison? I think he's it could all it could go all the way to the presidency. So he gave so? he was the number 2 donor to the Joe Biden election oh, campaign. Oh, in that right? regard. Okay, that makes sense. But when the administration was trying to send money to Ukraine, they used Sam's FTX training to do it. His his platform to do it. And they think there's money missing now. And you're like, "Wait, is it possible that the United States government funded money through FTX to go to Ukraine through the SAM, and then SAM gave it back to 
I mean, it, it could be one of the biggest stories in a decade, the failure of this place. I mean, when, when you look at the institutional losses, the people who had money in this, the institutions that had money in this, because this was kind of the gold standard. I watched this video from a guy who, like six months ago, said... I don't know why anybody's putting money into this. He won't answer a simple question. We have no idea what his liquidity is. And like he's naming off all these red flags. And he's like, why would anybody give this guy the time? He's a 25-year-old guy living in a $30 million Bahamian uh, condo. What is going on? Who is he? Where's his money? Where's his board? Where's I mean, he has all these like super simple questions that people just hit buried their head and said, I, I don't even want to know. I just, or didn't do their due diligence or just assumed he was and truthful. Not that I want to turn this into a Sopranos episode, but when you screw over those kind of people with that kind of power, you end up with your head next to, you know what I mean? I mean, you know, a, a million people, a million Americans might have had currency through FTX, might have bought crypto through him that now have no money. A million different. I mean, that's going to affect a lot of people. It, it is. It's an amazingly large story with a what looks like to be. This is going to sound really weird, but ten dorky twenty-five-year-old computer people, right, running this scheme and where the I shell don't, game, a, a shell game, and, and and it didn't even need to be a shell game because they didn't. He didn't need to move money from FTX to protect his other company that was going out of business. He didn't need to do that, but he did. And then he lowered his leverage, like the amount of money he had to pay back people who wanted to cash out. He lowered that amount so it was unsustainable. You know, like a bank, when you give a bank a dollar, they don't put the dollar in the bank the whole time. They go borrow multiple times that amount, right? right. Let's say 10 times. They say, for every dollar we have, we can borrow $10. We can loan out $10, not borrow, loan $10. And he just, they have no idea what his leverage is, was. So did he have a billion dollars worth of, uh, of stuff coming in and he leveraged it up to 20 billion? It's like, it's so weird and so impossible and things will be regulated, but this could take down billions of dollars worth of crypto value. I mean, billions of yes. dollars worldwide. So there was a, there was a, uh, a video that was sent to me uh, by a friend of mine and it says, and I don't know who this person is, but I'm just going to trust it. Ken Griffin, CEO of Citadel, mm-hmm. is that, does that name ring a bell? It does, I think, yeah. So uh, he was basically, this is a 45-second clip, highlighting one of the darkest details of the entire FTX situation, and it it, it goes along with mm-hmm. what you're saying about how big is this rabbit hole? Oh, yeah. You know, like how uh, how many tentacles to this is there is there possible out there? So he when when Sam shut off trading, right? When they shut off trading because it was going too fast, right? They didn't have the money, they couldn't trade anymore. They couldn't keep up. Yeah, he right. allowed his employees that were based in the Bahamas to continue trading. So he let them all sell out, right? So they all got to sell out of their positions. His team. Okay. Then as he shut it down, it got hacked for $600 million. So someone hacked into the platform. Probably inside job. Probably. So someone stole $600 million out of there. It's like, what? What? I mean, it's it's such a convoluted thing. It's people are going to be suing him forever, but he, he'll have no nothing. He'll be in jail, in prison here someplace. If not dead. If not dead. If not, if he's not going to just take care of himself, which I don't wish for. No, him, right? no, people no. Make I, mistakes, I'm saying but... someone else is going to take care of him. It is. Wait, it that, is was that such. A sentence? Yeah, I think take so. care of him. Take care of him. Yeah, I knew what you meant. <laughs> it is. It is a really interesting story, and don't let the fact that it's cryptocurrency, uh, you know, persuade you to not. Look at it because it's or dissuade you from looking at it because it's such an interesting story. And some of the most popular people in the world right. invested in this. 
You're like, how is that possible? Well, and that's why it came up during, excuse me, during Garage Logic today, and 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 Joe kept asking me about it, and I was trying to explain that this is a little bit different than things like Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's similar to a certain, but that would be like me explaining nuclear fission to my seven-year-old. This is like the New York Stock Exchange going out of Correct. business, not any particular stock. Right. Right? This was a trading platform. So it was like the stock exchange, the Bitcoin exchange. And it is, the tentacles are so wide, so many people lost money. It is, when you look at his girlfriend, did you see pictures of his girlfriend yet? No. Like she has glasses where she's, one arm is missing of the glasses, and she's trading $10 billion worth of crypto every week. You're like, what? And she's 26 years old or something. Huh. And she's not a dope, right? None of the kids were dopes. They were they were bright kids. Well, he had a thread that he had posted yep. on, on Twitter. Yep. And I thought, that's either the biggest, I don't even know how, that, that's either the, the most showboaty thing ever, as in, well, sorry. Yeah. But I'm thinking, you need to stop. Yeah, it was just 14 points of what happened. Right, right? and I'm thinking, um, why Why are you posting this? Mm-hmm. Because you're not going to, A, you are not going to make anybody happier yeah. by what, what, what took place, mm-hmm. and B, you're providing zero clarity in doing so. Yeah, he, he said, oh, you know, we over-leveraged. I didn't pay attention to the leverage ratios. I really screwed that up. It's like, oh, people are not, you know, oh, I'm so sorry about that to my team and our customers. Right. Not good enough, right? People lost millions and millions of dollars. It's... Um, I, when you really learn who his parents are and when you learn who he is and some of the stuff he did, I mean, letting his team trade out of their positions after they froze the market and then someone hacking $600 million, that's, oh, that's, that's, that's telling in a big, bad way. For right? sure. For yeah. sure. It's, it will be so cool. Next week I'll have an update on that. I, you know, that's why I, I love to get your insights on this because you actually know What's going on? So interesting. It's uh, it's going to be and be the prepared biggest for financial a phone story. call on the other show of, for an explanation. Of you know what? I I think I would like that. This is maybe thirty sometimes bigger than Bertie Madoff's theft. Really? Yeah, because Bertie was like about a million a billion dollars, right? In all in all, this is thirty some billion dollars worth of theft, uh, or, or of just mismanagement, right? And, and theft, and but it's yeah, it's a it's a thirty times. Bernie Madoff. Wow. You know, and everybody kind of understood Bernie Madoff. No one understood how it happened. <laughs> but people will, um, you know, again, this guy was the gold standard, just like Bernie was the gold standard. There was a great video of a guy who was asked to invest in FTX. And he went and he met with Sam and he said, great company. I'm going to send you a couple of my a couple of questions. So he, he sent back a deck with two pages. And on one page he said, hey, thanks. We'd really like to get involved. We just want to do this thing. We think you should have a board of advisors. Sure. We think you should have some kind of third-party compliance just to see where your leverage is and all this stuff. Just a handful of the most basic stuff. The basic stuff. And they got an answer back. And the note that they got back said, F you. That was it. Two letters. Two words. F you. And he said, at that point in time, I either thought they must be making so much money they don't care or they're a scam. Wow. And he, like, and he didn't know. He couldn't tell because no one could tell, right? You can't just open their books up and say, where's your leverage? Because right? they don't have a board. Because they, they don't, don't have, have a board. They don't have regulation. Wow. And he said, when I knew that, he said, of course, we didn't invest with them. But when they didn't, they didn't respond, hey, thanks, but we're going to go at our own. You know, good luck to you. It was, hey, F you. But the Same. boldness is truly what got him into trouble. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Him, him writing one arrogant tweet that the Chinese guy that owns Binance said, 
oh, watch, I'm going to put you out. Because Binance knew exactly. They sure. knew for sure that th- they were just like, watch this. We're going to go ahead and put you down in one tweet. I'm going to dump my $2 billion worth of FTX. And that's it. And then it and, folded like a house of cards. And it folded cards. like it, and it was gone. Wow. And, and you know, when, when Sam in Imagine his... Imagine having that kind of power. Oh, yeah. And when, when he wrote in his tweet that, when Sam wrote that tweet saying, well played, you won, right, to that guy who did that, you know, well played, you mm-hmm. won. It's like, you won, but, you know, pretty arrogant. A million people lost every single penny they had invested, or however many it is. And all these financial institutions lost wow. every single penny. You know. Interesting. So crazy. That's just monopoly money at some point oh, yeah. I, I, that I cannot comprehend. Anyway, Michael, thank you so Reed, much. you're the best. Please do us a favor, rate and review the show wherever <laughs> you happen to be listening to the Weekly Scramble. His name is Mike Fratelloni. My name is Chris Reavers. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next week, cheers.